dog. Oh, wait, I should probably not do that. That's not probably kind. Hi, welcome to Thursday. I was going to say ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, I'll tell you why in just a moment. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. We made it to the end of the in-between week. That witch is dead. Bye. 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 2021. We are headed to 2022. But on this show, we still have a day to get through. And of course, Lori and Julia are up after us. And of course, we've got shows for you all week long. However, for us here on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm the Bradley. That's the Holly. That's the Brian. Colleen will be back next week. Thank you all for being here this week. I will thank myself because it's not it's no small thing for me to get up and move this time of year, nor is it a big thing or a small thing for anyone to get up and move uh, from the couch, much less their home. Am I right, kids? Am yeah, I right? yeah. Yeah. If your pajamas are currently melted onto your body and you have become one with your couch, we see you. And I'm about to become one with my couch again for the next four days. But before we get there, Holly, we do have to do a little dance uh, because Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty on five of six counts yesterday. And you're like, why are you dancing? Bye-bye. Well, <laughs> we <laughs> we have uh, been following this story for a very long time, as I'm sure many of you have. Ghislaine Maxwell the right-hand woman, confidant, former lover, uh, co-star, like whatever you want to call her in the terrifying tragedy that was the life of Jeffrey Epstein and the victims whose lives he intersected. Ghislaine Maxwell was a prominent figure, and yesterday a jury of her peers found her to be guilty on five of six counts, including a count which could see her facing over 40 years in jail In fact, if you put all those counts together that she was found guilty on, she is now facing 65 years in prison. Oh, now it's time for Ghislaine to go bye-bye in the car car. And, you know, she's been in custody for a very long time. In fact, she's been trying to get out of custody even, uh, oh gosh, I feel like it's been a year at least. It's at least been a year because the trial has been postponed because of the pandemic. I think this was supposed to be happening in July, then it got pushed back, and now we finally have gone through the trial and we have a verdict today. And I'm I'm no fan of people being in jail prior to their trial, especially if it's like a year um, the reason she was, though, is not like a lot of people who can't afford to, you know, post bail, yeah. which is a whole separate discussion. She was kept in jail despite having tons of money and people who would happily give up their own money to see her free before her trial because of the heinousness of her crimes, which she was convicted five out of six times um, uh, for. Holly. Bradley. I don't know if you had a reaction to yesterday's story. I imagine you did because we have been following this story for a very long time, years. What was your reaction to the news yesterday that Elaine Maxwell was found guilty? Well, the first emotional response was, phew, because following the trial now, admittedly, wasn't following the trial extremely closely, but following enough to know that it looked like at some point that the prosecution was fumbling this and that there was a probability that Ghislaine Maxwell would be walking away from all of this being found not guilty. Well, it wouldn't be the first time a very rich and powerful, influential figure was able to 
convince a jury they should not be convicted. Right, right. So you you definitely, I think, were right to be hesitant. Yeah, there was a hesitancy about the way that the Ghislaine Maxwell trial was going, but then it was five out of six that she was found guilty of the charges that she faced, and she was found guilty of the most serious charge against her, and that was sex trafficking, which alone carries the sentence of 40 years. Yeah. So that was like, oh, okay, you know, and also the Sex feeling, trafficking, by the way, a minor. Yes, sex trafficking minor. Thank you, Bradley. It was few, and it was, I hope that the victims of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein have a sense that justice was served. And um, we can talk about that in just a moment, because I know one of the victims of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell has spoken on this subject, one we've been paying attention to from the very beginning, at least insofar as we talked about it on our show. But... Um, I just wanted to talk about my reaction yesterday. So Please. I found out, and I'm trying to remember how exactly this went down. I think a friend of mine at the gym was like, oh, yeah, in, in fact, this is how this is how you know this story reached a level beyond sort of the pop culture curious, right? Like here on this station, many of you would be curious in a story like this because we like to go down rabbit holes, conspiracy theories. We watch documentaries. We listen to podcasts. We are interested in stuff like this. Um, but this story broke through just sort of the casual pop culture, or I should say the more dedicated pop culture, uh, viewer, participant, consumer, and reached a level that, and I always know this happens because the people in my life who don't normally pay as close attention to things like this will come to me and tell me stories like this, like, Mm -hmm. oh, did you see Ghislaine Maxwell? Or, oh, did you, you know, read about this part of the trial? And it was a, it became clear to me that the world was paying attention to the story in a way that they don't always pay attention to, you know, criminal trials. Yeah. And that happened yesterday because a friend of mine said, oh, yeah, and that Ghislaine Maxwell got found guilty finally. And I was like, what? I didn't know this. When did hey, this happen? Breaking and news. Because I think I was in the car on the way here. But um, so that's how I learned about it. And I was like, this is fascinating because, you know, I'm just a cynical person. Well, I've been on this planet 46 years and a lot of times the things I think should happen don't. And so I don't know that I necessarily expected that she was going to be found guilty. I will admit, though, I didn't watch the day to day trial uh, proceedings as closely as I have some others. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel invested in an outcome in the way other than I hoped that she was guilty. Um. So when I learned that it was five out of six, I thought, wow, that's significant. And that's a pretty clear indication that the jury found her guilty. And I would imagine that bodes well for hoping that she ultimately does spend many years uh, behind bars to account for her crimes. Because, you know, she's rich and powerful and influential and she's going to be able to mount a pretty substantial appeals process. Yes. And that is going to beginning to begin right away. But I feel like the five out of six and the severity of these accusations and now convictions charges convictions indicates that it's going to be pretty hard and an uphill climb uphill battle for her to to walk away on an appeal so i'm hopeful that the victims in this case will finally have a sense of justice and you referenced that earlier in the this segment holly so um can we talk about how the victims have responded or at least one of them in particular well, one of the victims that we have talked about a lot here, not only on the Colleen and Bradley show, but this woman has been very vocal about her experience with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. That would be Virginia Giuffre. Mm-hmm. 
she is talking to the Guardian and she was making statements after the verdict was read. She said uh, she told actually New York Magazine's The Cut. So she said, I've been dreaming of this day for the last 10 years, not knowing that it was going to come. It's it's a bittersweet emotion because I've been fighting for so long. And she has, you know, and she's been filing lawsuits against Jeffrey Epstein, against Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, I believe Virginia Dufresne did not testify in this particular trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. No. But she was sure watching it. And she is the woman, if you don't know who Virginia Dufresne is, she's the woman, the blonde girl that's in the picture with Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. That one you might be familiar with. Yeah, that's an with. iconic photo I mm-hmm. think a lot of people have actually seen, you know, that picture because, again, I think people are paying attention to this story. It makes me happy that people are paying attention. I don't know why, but I think it's that thing where, like, part of it is, like, you've been following a story for so long, and then when other people are like, yeah, this is interesting, you're like, okay, good. I'm glad other people are interested because I'm interested in it. That's just sort of like a human re- response. But also, I think for the idea that people took this these accusations seriously in a way that bodes well for victims of sex trafficking in the future. Like people will take this crime seriously in a way that they didn't for so long. I mean, Holly, Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to engage in this behavior for decades, literally decades. And he was not alone. Well, right. And he went through Jeffrey Epstein in the late two thousands, actually went through the criminal justice system, served some time for his crimes and then he was, and was free. still able to be a rich uh, dude with all sorts of power and influence, yeah. even after the fact that he was convicted. Thank you. Exactly. So, you know, and Virginia Dufresne talking about Ghislaine Maxwell said that she thinks that Ghislaine Maxwell was worse than Jeffrey Epstein. I find this fascinating. Does she say why she thinks that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was worse than Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, she said that Ghislaine used charm, wit, and a smile to come off as somebody you'd want to trust. She said she's worse to me, more evil than Jeffrey Epstein. What Ghislaine did to so many of us, it's unforgivable. Because Ghislaine was the one who was essentially grooming these girls to ultimately be trafficked. You know, Virginia says that she saw Ghislaine Maxwell reading a book about massage therapy able to gain confidence with Virginia because that was the game was that they brought in these girls under the guise of being massage therapists or giving yeah. massages. And that's when the assault would take place. So Ghislaine planting the idea in young girls minds that she is a person to be trusted. Meanwhile, she's grooming them and cultivating them for these heinous acts. Yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely just terrifying the accounts that some of these victims have put forward, but it makes me happy that uh, a jury was able to, you know, hear those accounts and take them seriously and listen to them and then, uh, you know, vote to hold that individual that is Ghislaine Maxwell accountable. You know, the thing I've always said about stories like this, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein or Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby, is that these people, and you actually used this word uh, when we were preparing for the show, uh, before the show, Vacuum. These people didn't exist in a vacuum. No. And the thing I've always said from the beginning is the the more nefarious thing about these cases is not the individuals themselves, because you can get rid of a bad person here and there, right? Like you can hold them accountable, send them away to jail. But it is the people around them that supported and allowed their behavior to continue, knowing fully what they were doing and engaging in, or at least not being strong enough in themselves to question 
um, you know, at the very least. But in some cases, like Ghislaine Maxwell actually aiding and abetting, it's those people around these individuals that need to also be held accountable. And I think I think we're in a place now, judging on the outcome of this particular case, where these people around the bad sort of seed are being held accountable. And if I were somebody in England right now who holds a particular title, I might be a little concerned about my future. It's all I'm going to say. Well, you don't mean you're talking about Prince Andrew over here. Who, according to reports, is having emergency talks after Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted (laughs) yesterday. I would hope so. Yes. So Prince Andrew's legal team, according to the New York Post, is weighing whether to call one of the accusers who testified as a prosecution witness during this trial to help in his civil case. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky he's not facing criminal charges, and I don't understand the rigmarole to understand exactly why, but uh, like why he can't be held accountable. But if the civil case is going to be the one opportunity to hold Prince Andrew accountable to what his victims claim took place, then so be it. But uh, clearly, if I were Prince Andrew today, Uh... I would be thinking, ah. Yeah, they're going to come for me. They're going to come for him, you know, and and I think going back to your previous thought before we brought in Prince Andrew to the conversation where it's nice in that we're seeing anecdotal justice with Ghislaine Maxwell, but she's just part of a larger system. And people like Prince Andrew are part of a huge system. Maybe you just ask, why is Prince Andrew not being criminally prosecuted and being charged for all of these things. And again, he might be innocent as determined by a jury of his peers. I mean, that's not going to happen in this country, but it, and and they do things differently in his country. But my point is like, um, what's my point? I don't know. Well, Prince Andrew exists within a huge systemic system called the Royal, not Patriarch. He's a royal. Yeah, he's And there's a lot of stuff. He's in the monarchy. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, and that's a whole other system. And how do we hold those kind of people accountable? We don't have time to go into that. But rest assured, today, at least there is some justice being served 
regarding Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, and the people around them. And, and hopefully, I think the reason that those convictions and this conviction in particular is important is because then I think people around people like Jeffrey Epstein in the future will think twice and three times and four times about being involved. And I hope that other people that were lesser, lower on the totem pole than Ghislaine Maxwell are held accountable. I don't think they probably will be. I've not heard of anyone else in connection that's being held accountable. But think about Britney Spears and mm. think about her conservatorship. Are they going to look at what her father was doing? Are they going to look at the other people that were supporting, you know, this mismanagement of of the conservatorship? I mean, the story is just, it's it's everywhere. Everywhere that you want to be here on the My Talk 1071 Colleen and Bradley show. I don't know what I'm doing other than trying to transition us away from this story to a dirt alert. When we come back, Holly's got all the latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Here with all the latest from Hollywood, it's Holly Roberts. Hey, hey Holly, what's going on? What's uh, shaking? What's shaking? Uh, we're going to stay over in the UK. We left the last segment talking about Prince Andrew and how he's having emergency meetings with his attorneys regarding the guilty verdict of Ghislaine Maxwell. Well, let's go over to some more British royal gossip. Okay. A little throwback to the funeral of Princess Diana. We're learning some interesting things, according to new documents from the British National Archives. Apparently, Buckingham Palace staff wanted to reject Elton John as the performer for Princess Diana's funeral. Why? Mm. They said that the song that Elton John chose to perform was, quote, too sentimental. That sounds very British. Yeah, what? (laughs) Yes. So a close friend of Princess Diana, Elton John was, he reworked the song, the lyrics... Candle in the Wind, specifically for that service in 1997. That song, yeah, it appeared on his album in the 70s, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, originally about Marilyn Monroe. He reworked the lyrics, made it about his friend Princess Diana. No, that was the original. That's the original. He changed it to Goodbye England's Rose. Uh, Yeah, and apparently Buckingham Palace was like, it's too sentimental. I'm sorry, you can't mourn your friend in the way that you want to. You know, you guys, I mean, look, you've given us a lot of great things, uh, Britain. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the name Great Britain, right? It implies yeah. they're great. Great. But, but this is one where I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I feel like emotion is a good thing and you can express it, especially at a funeral. Thank you. Exactly. Now, it was the... De- I know, as a Minnesotan, you're not supposed to say that, right? Because emotion... Emotion. I mean, who wants to <laughs> deal with any of those, right? Uh, yeah. Emote. Grieve. Elton John lost his good friend, and he wants to pay tribute to her by singing a and special also, song. read the room. The entire nation slash world at that time, was grieving in an open and emotional way. Yes, exactly, because it was the Dean of Westminster Abbey that appealed to the royal family, saying that Elton John performing at Princess Diana's funeral would be imaginative and generous to the millions of people who felt personally bereaved. Because at that time, in 1997, it was global bereavement. You know, people were just shocked. It was a tragedy and people were sad. And uh, that Dean of Westminster Abbey went on to say, this is a crucial point in the service and we would urge boldness. It's where the unexpected happens in something of the modern world that the princess represented. Basically being like, you old old musty royals, come on. Come on. Come on. Shed a tear, damn it. Thank you. (laughs) Now, of course, that tribute to Princess Diana, Candle in the Wind 97, 
was released as a single. And I'm pulling this out of nowhere, but I believe that it's one of the highest selling singles of all time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, musty British royal family (laughs) acting like, yeah. Don't even get me started. Mm But watch uh, The Crown. I love The Crown. <laughs> it's a well, great series. There's a difference between living in the must and then watching look, uh, an interpretation of the must. Look, I'm a musty ass person. <laughs> okay. I get real musty. Mm. But I'm aware of that. And you have to just like, you also have to be aware that not everybody else is musty. Yeah. So like give the people what they want in this moment, which is to grieve openly and say goodbye to, you know, a beautiful soul. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nicole Kidman is not having it with a sexist reporter that compared her former marriage to Tom Cruise to Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz's relationship. So in a new interview with The Guardian about being the Ricardos, Nicole Kidman opening up about playing Lucille Ball. And uh, she's talking about that. And apparently uh, one of the questions that uh, was asked of Nicole Kidman was that... uh, he couldn't help but wonder if Nicole Kidman was referring to her uh, marriage to Tom Cruise when she said that her marriage troubles were compared to Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. It was like, well, okay, where you were in a troubled marriage, so you must have drawn from that well of experience. Uh Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, no, absolutely not. It's so long ago, she said, that isn't in this equation, so no. I also think that's incredibly hard. Like, I don't even know that actors need to be aware of like where they're pulling from to just have the like you can pull from all sorts of places to get the emotions that you need for a performance. I imagine I am not an actor in any sense of the word other than I act for humanity on a daily basis because you can't put up with the real me. The world is a stage. Yes. Um, But, you know, like I think these are just like these are two easy questions like. Is your troubled marriage, was that helpful to you in portraying a troubled marriage on the big screen? Yeah. I mean, also it just cheapens, like, and then don't bring in another person who's not here to talk about it. Yeah, and you're just trying to get Nicole Kidman to talk about Tom Cruise. Which, trust, give her a drink or two and I'm I'm all ears. Yeah, we're going to belly up. But not in a, you know, actual. Yeah, an interview for a movie. For your job. That you're trying to get an Oscar nomination for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Holly Roberts, for all the latest from Hollywood in this segment. When we come back, Holly's going to have some blind items for us right here on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Brian, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. You love gossip. We love gossip, which is why we have a whole segment dedicated to figuring out what these blind items are talking about. Blinded by the item. Yeah, we are solving celebrity gossip mysteries here this afternoon with Bradley and Grant and Brian. Hi, Grant Hi. and Brian. What up, guys? What's going on? We're solving mysteries. Let's do it. What do you got? Here we go. Here's our first celebrity gossip mystery. This serial sexual assaulter slash child molester slash oh, drug addict oh, slash serial woman beater oh, slash God. underage porn king. What? Whoa. Went to the oh. one online media outlet in the entire world. I know what this is. Who would take his side against a woman. They are pathetic or just as pathetic as he is. Oh, you guys. You said former porn star? No, he wasn't no. a porn star. Okay. He was a... Porn proprietor. Proprietor of porn. You would know this character from some late night infomercials. Oh. That probably 
Well, I don't want to speak for the room, but I would imagine a lot of young men were titillated by these infomercials. (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on the titillated. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I get a clue of when these infomercials might have been on? Uh, This would have been the early to mid-2000s. Yeah. Lots of topless ladies. Yeah. Oh, I know. this is... Francis? No, no. Girls Gone Wild guy? Jim. Yes! Francis. Yes! Francis. Joe Francis. Joe Francis. Joe Francis. Oh, this story. Yeah, who was making headlines yesterday for this story, but here's the deal. Joe Francis went to TMZ, which is the one media outlet in the entire world who would take his side against a woman. And T. Lawyer says TMZ is just as pathetic as Joe Francis. I, I would probably agree with that statement. Um, mm-hmm. At least that's what the early indications and many <laughs> yeah. blind items have indicated. Uh, I saw this story yesterday, and I was like, this is a weird story, right? Because the story was essentially that his ex-wife, was it ex-wife, mm-hmm. right? Uh, took the children and was had kidnapped the children yeah. allegedly supposedly but the way that it was reported it was just it was clearly one side of the story all his yeah yeah and so which just is is an odd thing until you consider that TMZ is very often just taking the words right out of the celebrity's mouth and then that they they're even, giving them. They even accused her of doing other things than taking the kids, like abusing them, right? I think oh, there really? was accusations of abuse, yeah. and they were trying to serve her papers, and she hadn't been living in her home that she had, what was her registered home for six months, so they really ran with this and kind of put her right in the yeah. spotlight of it all, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so. I would be very, very... Mm, what's the word? <sighs> Skeptical of this one. Yeah. Here's the thing with TMZ. Always remain skeptical about their reporting unless it's reporting from primary source documents, meaning they have actual legal documents that they're talking about. Because TMZ is very good at bringing that news to the forefront. Yeah. Anything else. Well, and also if the celebrity who's providing it is providing genuine information, you could probably take that as a good thing, right? In this right. case, it's the the problem is the primary source yeah. has uh, clearly a perspective and an axe to grind that may not suit the truth. Mm-hmm. May so, not, yeah. That's good to know. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was a good one, Holly. Yeah, Got well, another one in there? Sure do. Okay. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Solve this. This A-plus list mostly movie actor has been hooking up with multiple people, including a recent co-star. Does this mean we are finally at the end of the relationship everyone wanted to see him leave? Oh, an A-list actor who needs to leave a relationship. Mm-hmm. This should be obvious. Leo? Uh, no. No. So now the relationship is a marriage or no, the relationship is a years long relationship. Now the lady in this relationship that he's cheating on is not a celebrity per se, but uh, we'll say that in these blind items, uh, NT lawyer is not a fan of hers says that she's just kind of a fame. (laughs) Okay. So an actor who's married to a fame, not married, but together. Oh wait, no, then it's not. This person is in a high-profile movie? No. No, they're married. Oh, no, that would be delicious. That would be good. They're married, though. Now, this person is in a high-profile release that just came out last week. It's not doing too well, but you know him. 
it can't be Keanu Reeves. And no. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, Queen. Yeah, because um, he doesn't. uh, I want you to fill in the blanks, but I think NT Lawyer is not a fan of his lady. No, he's not a fan of Keanu Reeves' lady. So what NT Lawyer is saying is that Keanu Reeves has been hooking up with multiple people, including a recent co-star. So does this mean that Keanu Reeves is finally going to be done with his artist lady friend, mm. who NT Lawyer says, I cannot think of her name off the top of my head, uh, but apparently NT Lawyer says that she's just all about the fame and oh, the yeah. access to resources. She's not actually about Keanu. Uh, Alexandra Grant? Yes, that is her is name. Her name? Yeah. yeah. Now, we don't know which recent co-star Keanu Reeves was hooking up with. That's her? Yeah. yeah. I know. See, everybody what? was confused because she's older than he is. <laughs> oh, oh, a little bit. It happens. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that. I mean. Yeah. No, but it's not something you see every day, and yeah. it's the world we live in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have another one? Yeah, we have yeah. another one for sure. Here's a nice celebrity gossip mystery. This one is about kindness. Oh, I like these. Secret kindness. Yes, and this is coming to us courtesy not of NT Lawyer, but a limo driver who drove around in the 90s. This person gives us blind items on occasion. So this is what the limo driver had to say about our celebrity gossip mystery. The driver remembers... The recently deceased A-plus list sports personality as one of the most genuine people he had ever had the opportunity to drive. It's got to be Madden, right? Yes. Yeah, John Madden. He never flew. He drove everywhere. He was a bus guy. Yeah, he was uh, terrified, I think, of a crash from like 1960 where a college, a plane crash with a bunch of college football players went down and a lot of them passed away. Oh, was it that from We Are Marshall? I think. I think that, it was. I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he was afraid to fly. And that's why. And we, we learned yesterday that Dolly Parton's tour bus was the influence for John Madden's bus that took him to all of his games because he borrowed her bus when she was off of uh, tour one year that her, his publicist connected with hers. And because he liked her bus so much, he mimicked her bus oh and God. made his own bus. That's fascinating. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, I wish I had a bus. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I love flying, uh, the ease and convenience, but I just, I love road trips, too. He was very claustrophobic, so flying was not his, uh, another yeah. thing, too, why yeah. he didn't fly. Yeah, so wow. apparently John Madden, one of the most genuine people that this limo driver ever had the opportunity to drive. Well, that's good to know. That's You know, you always... You get certain feelings about people, and you never know for sure, and it's just nice to know that, you know. He's a local, too. That's right. I didn't know that. John Madden, Austin, Minnesota. Oh, oh really? Yeah, absolutely. You should, Hormel. His, his, yeah, Hormel's down there. If, he just had that documentary come out, and if you get a chance to watch it, even if you're not a sports fan, in the broadcast business, what yeah. he did with his voice for the game of football, oh, for sure. is, is it's a really cool story. So you can check it out. Fabulous. Where do you know where we this? can watch it? It's yeah. on Fox. I think it's going to be actually on Fox's main Fox tonight at some point in time, like eight or nine tonight. I know it was on Fox Sports one yesterday, but I think they're going to be airing it on Fox tonight. Okay. I believe. All Wonderful. Right. We got time for one or two more. We sure do. Oh, yeah. We're doing good today, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. We got to take a 180. We went from the wonderful John Madden to this oh. salacious celebrity gossip wah, mystery. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, apparently, the former commune of this former A-plus list rapper was rife with sexual abuse and harassment and lawsuits are being prepared. I feel like we know who this is. And does he have a letter for the first name? No? Okay, so it's not who I thought it was. It's not R. Kelly? No, it's not R. Kelly. Oh! oh no. Is this a new... So Who had a commune? 
Well, I thought he had like a group of women that lived in his house. He did, but this person had a compound. Oh, wow. Oh, is it uh, Kanye? Yes. Brian? Yes. Well, that's what was happening up in Wyoming. That's why he bought pretty much an entire village and is now liquidating. He's done with that now. Can you do this? Yeah. Give me some. So apparently, the former commune of Kanye West was rife with sexual abuse and harassment, and lawsuits are being prepared. Wow. Wow. I mean, all that stuff was happening up there in Wyoming. All of these so... Sunday service things oh, and, God. you know, the matching outfits. <laughs> oh, God. There's going <laughs> to be a like, Netflix documentary. There is. You know it. Oh, geez. Yeah. And he's got all the money. He hasn't paid all those people up there, too, that were a part of his church. Didn't he? Has all those well, lawsuits. Yeah, the fun thing about having a church, you don't have to pay tax. Well, and that was the rumor that N.T. Lawyer was saying is that Kanye West was in the process of forming a religious organization, probably to evade taxes. But that never came to fruition. That didn't happen. And he's moved on from that. Oh. Well, that's, that was a mind blower. Yeah. When you said commune, I thought of like, you know, I don't know what I was thinking of. Just like a house, like a harem, like a house full of women who were being held captive. Mm -hmm. But apparently there were a bunch of women, I'm assuming, maybe men as well, who were being sexually uh, harassed and or assaulted. Well, we're going to have to pay attention to the we'll find out. Want one more? Yeah. Let's do it. Our last celebrity gossip mystery of 2021 oh god no pressure this better be a good one yeah the team of this a minus list actress are begging her to make a clean break from the a-list athlete before he completely disintegrates her career oh i know who this is i have an idea oh okay who's your idea Brian? is it rebel wilson and matt reed tennis player Buzz for you, Brian. Oh, but good, good, good work job, on yeah. that one. A list. We just talked about them yesterday. This well, one, A minus list daughter, correct? Actress, actress, actress. Oh, actress. 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 So this A minus actress daughter. No, so her Where team. Where's daughter from? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's the last one of the year, guys. Don't make fun <laughs> of it. No, so the team of the actress is begging her. To break up and make oh. a clean break from oh, the Tristan, A-list. Is it Tristan Thompson? No, she's not. No, but I think but... you should think of, does she like to eat dirt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, I think Clay. Yeah, she likes to eat Clay. Clay Thompson? <laughs> Clay Thompson. That's a basketball player. <laughs> no, no, A-list athlete. Think, okay, I want I you to think about the athletes. Yes. So think about uh, athletes, very famous, uh-huh. dating an actress. Yep. Everybody's like, What? And also, when they talk about this athlete, I don't know a lot about sports, but when they talk about this athlete, they're like, what? Yep. And people even on the team that he's on are like, what? So it's a current athlete. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. High profile. Not far away. Nope. Not far away. Nope. Oh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yes. Shailene Woodley. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Or as we like to call them on the Colleen and Bradley show, Wadgers. Yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's been very vocal lately. He's been saying some things. All right, so fill in the blanks. So let's figure this out. So Shailene Woodley's people are begging her to break up with Aaron Rodgers yeah. before Aaron Rodgers completely disintegrates Shailene Woodley's career. Yeah. Yeah, I think because he's just never on the good end of a story. No, well, he right? keeps going on this podcast lately, and he keeps um, uh, expressing his viewpoints, which, by all means, do what you got to do. But they're very controversial. Yeah, it's like and, opinions nobody asked for. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just kind of telling us, and we're like, dude, just stop. <laughs> just, yeah. just let it go. Just throw just the let rock. It go. Throw the football. Just yeah. stop.
But you know, it's his right, so I guess whatever. But yeah, I can see how you know his it's bad when when Shailene Woodley's people are telling you to <laughs> yeah. run away because yeah. I mean, there are a few times we had to run away from Shailene Woodley based on some of the weird things that have come out of her mouth. Yeah, they're like, "Girl, the least of your problems yes. is that you eat clay." Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she eats uh, clay. Well, she it's she's very Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. She likes you know the holistic thing. Which mm-hmm. look, I'm I'm healthy. I'm eating cheese soup for lunch today. <laughs> It's basically cheese dip, yep. but like she sometimes just comes across a little too far out there. Okay. Yeah. From back from 2014, a headline from the guardian, Shailene Woodley and the benefits of eating clay. Yeah, I'm going to stick to I'm, my I'm cheese good. soup. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna stick to Thank you, Holly Roberts, for all those juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. And uh, Grant and Brian, thanks for helping fill in those names. Thank when you. we come back, and thank you actually for doing that all week, yeah. um, your service is much appreciated. Yeah, it's been a we lot of fun. We have a parting gift for you. Oh. Uh, some wipes and ribbon candy. Love the ribbon <laughs> grandma candy. We, we have a um, publicationship update when we return. Aunt Anstead and Renee Zellweger are doing something for New Year's Eve. Find out what when we return. I dropped salt and I had to throw some over my shoulder because I don't need to be going into 2022 with bad luck on my hands. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer and that's Holly Roberts. And that guy over there is Brian. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> I have a relationship up- update. And when we talk about celebrity relationships on the Colleen and Bradley show, we call them... Publicationships. Thank you. And if I were to say the term or word or phrase Zanstead, nickname Zanstead, what would you tell me that means? Oh, this would be a publicationship between Renee Zellweger and Aunt Anstead. Did you want to know what Renee Zellweger and Aunt Anstead are doing for New Year's Eve? Either of you? Yeah, I've been dying to know. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> Legitimately, I'm very concerned about Renee Zellweger's New Year's Eve plans. No, you're not. Yes, I oh, am. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> yes. I'm not. But I think it's important to share this very timely information. The reason I say that is because, like, I, I just think this publicationship is the weirdest. Like, and I think oddly, it's it's being pushed by Aunt Ads and Aunt. Mm-hmm. Call him Aunt, Mister Aunt. I think it's being pushed by him because he has the most to gain in this publicationship, right? Like this does, you know, being uh, intimate with Renee Zellweger or having a relationship with Renee Zellweger is going to benefit your reality TV career. I just feel that way. Oh, yeah. And Anstead and all of the, I mean, we, the tabloids are rife with these kind of Discovery Plus reality show publicationships because they keep these shows alive. And with Ann Anstead, it's a, we, we, we didn't even talk about Ann Anstead before he started hooking up with Renee Zellweger. So the relationship yeah, works. Exactly. Oh, it totally does. 100%. And so I, whenever I see these stories, I'm like, who is asking for this? Nobody is asking for this. They are telling us this. Anyway, here's what the exclusive over at Us Weekly is telling us about Zanstead. Uh, they can't wait to see what the new year brings for their romance. Uh, no. Okay. I mean, isn't that like everybody? Also, they changed the headline from yesterday because that headline from yesterday was about like what their plans were. Ooh. But here's what a source exclusively tells us. Us Weekly, that is. Quote, Ant and Renee are going strong. Their relationship is progressing naturally. They've just been happy together and look forward to growing as a couple. 
Bradley, you promised that we were going to learn something about what Renee Zellweger and Anne Anstead were doing for New Year's Eve, and I feel like I'm being deprived of that information. No, you are. You are absolutely being deprived. They lied to you. They wanted you to click on this dumb article, and then they changed the the headline after they realized they weren't delivering on the thing that they promised, which is something tabloids do on a regular basis. I can tell you because I can't tell you how many times I've clicked open an article and said, you guys lied and told me you were going to do something and you didn't do it, but anyway. Just know that in the new year, they're going to be doing great things together naturally as a couple. Oh, wow. I don't know what they're doing. They're probably sitting on their couch like you and I are sitting on our couches, respectively, independently, because we're not all going to be on the same couch, which I'd be fine with if you want to come over. But I just feel like you guys have other plans. Yeah, that's okay. Also, my dog might be weirded out. Like, who are these people and why are they on my couch? Yeah, yeah. But But that's the thing about this publationship. Is there's nothing there between Renee Zellweger and Anne Anstead. And in order for a publicationship to work, you have to create something out of nothing. Meaning it seems like, okay, great. They're just doing regular couple things, sitting on the couch. Their pajamas are probably melted to their bodies as well this week. But how do you make a story about that? And how do you optimize your SEO, your search engine optimization, which is what these, the changing of the headlines, that's what it's doing. They're probably like, oh, not enough people were interested in what Renee Zellweger and Ann Anstead were doing over the new year. I found out. What? What? Are, okay, what? I found out what they're doing. Each other? Oh, gross. <laughs> That's nasty. Uh, no, actually. Sex. sex ew. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, before I get too distracted, People has a story about what they're doing. And here's what. And this is what the original story at Us Weekly said. Um, Aunt Anstead will share some holiday festivities with Renee Zellweger. Okay, so you're like, what does that mean? Like they're gonna, he's gonna release confetti on her. Quote: There are plans oh. for him to spend some time with her. However, nothing is set in stone because quote, they're both very busy. Can I get a buzz, Brian? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sleeping over here. <laughs> yeah, because you're so tired of all their crap. Because the plan, so what you're telling me, Bradley, is that the exclusive source over at People, of their New Year's plans, they don't have any. They don't have any. They just want attention. Oh, I also just wanted to riff off what you said earlier, which is um, that there's nothing there there, and they have to create something to get attention. But it's even more obvious because you have an Aunt Anstead who's like, what's the name of the show again? Celebrity IOU Joyride? Yeah, or For the Love of Cars or something. I think he's done a lot of different shows. Yeah, right? Never underestimate the power of a reality TV star or person connected to reality TV. Because to me, reality television in this day and age, at least in the United States, as it is currently expressed, is all an experiment in getting people to pay attention to absolutely nothing. Or, and by that, I mean, not that it's not interesting or fascinating or entertaining. I mean, I love reality TV. I can just, like, turn it on. Especially like the next four days if I'm sitting on the couch and happen to accidentally turn on like hillbilly hand fishing or whatever dumb reality series. That's a thing. Really? It's a real thing. Ah. Colleen was obsessed with it for a hot minute. Is it on Discovery Plus? It probably is. Um, but if it came on, I would be like, <laughs> like just watch it for hours. Oh, and because- it's called hillbilly hand fishing. Doesn't even fishing. have the G's. It doesn't get the end. G's. Well, yeah, because it's hillbillies. <laughs> hillbillies don't got time for G's. Uh, never mind. Um, anyway, the moral of this story I'm sorry is I didn't know 
all this existed in It's true. Yeah, it does. Oh. Can you watch it on Discovery Plus? I don't know. It only lasted for two seasons and it ended in 2013. Yeah. She went through a period where she watched that and then all the like Amish reality TV shows. Anyway, you can get a lot of those on Discovery Plus. The moral of the story is never <laughs> underestimate the power of a reality TV star to get attention for absolutely nothing because that's exactly what they're designed to do and be successful at. When we come back, we are going to keep you entertained and titillated just like those reality stars this time with Old Hollywood. Holly and I are going to talk some Old Hollywood and would love for you to join the conversation. Please do it with your favorite Old Hollywood comfort movie right here on My Talk 107.1.